Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first. Because guess what? You are not alone. This podcast is your guiding light, unveiling the path to self-discovery and discovering your soul's deep desires. It's time to realize that you are so worthy of living a life you've always dreamed of. Together, we'll shed light on what truly sets your soul on fire and give you a massive permission slip to choose you. With soul-led conversations, we aim to impact millions of lives. We're here to inspire you to live your authentic story with zero regrets. We believe that real change happens when you're being held in a safe space of love and support. We will be walking alongside you shoulder to shoulder and encouraging you to be bold in the face of fear. Join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage. Together, we'll illuminate your inner spark, empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are. It's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world. Are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you? Hello and welcome to Raw and Radiant. I am so grateful that you are here and I am so grateful to have my soul sister, Rachel, the breath nurse, here with me today on um, the podcast. We are going to talk all things living simply, breath work, how we connected, and Rachel's story um, of really living in a dark place and a dark night of the soul, a dark journey, and how she was able to awaken to the fact that she gets to live this life with such beauty and grace and that she gets to choose her. So with that, welcome, Rachel. I'm going to drop a little maybe if this lighter lights. There we go. Little Palo Santo. Clear our space. We had a little combo before recording and recognizing like every time we get on call, it should just be a recording anyway, because it's so powerful and so juicy of all the things that we have experienced. So Rachel, um, say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me here. It's such an honor. Hello, everyone listening. I am indeed Rachel Scavola. I am the breath nurse, and I call myself the breath nurse because I am a registered nurse turned breathwork facilitator. And breathwork has completely changed my life. And so it just made sense to really meld the two together, nursing being my first career, um, you know, a career that I've really walked away from at this point and breathwork being such a passion of mine. So it just made sense to to really become the breath nurse and move into that role to really help show people that you can heal in a different way, that you can live in a different way. Thank you for that. That, yeah, there's... Like, I know this episode is gonna is just going to be resonating with so many people living a career that maybe isn't lighting their soul up. And that's what this podcast is all about, is living raw and radiant. And um, you and I first met two years ago, like, and I feel like we have been soul sisters for eons. I mean, maybe lifetimes, but it was um, breathwork teacher training two years ago, and I was living in Costa Rica at the time, and you were in San Diego, correct? 
I was actually in New Jersey at the time. So I'd, I had been living in San Diego and I left San Diego towards the end of 2020 and went back to New Jersey where I grew up originally for a while. That's right. Yeah. So um, our friends and our breathwork mentors um, hold a breathwork teacher training um, 10 week immersion now. And you and I ended up aligned as partners and breathwork teacher training. And we did this exercise and I know that like it was pretty uncomfortable, but yet it was also this like it's right now it's happening right now. Like this exercise, we were on Zoom and we were paired up and we was just aligned and we had to hold this eye gaze for two minutes. And I don't know about you, Rach, but it was like really freaking uncomfortable, but yet really empowering all at the same time and staring into your eyes. Like it was like, I have known this soul for lifetimes and I felt so comfortable and so raw within your eyes. It was such a gift. So like take like what was your experience when when we were in that space? My goodness. I mean, I was definitely uncomfortable. I I mean, I feel like at the time that we went through breathwork teacher training, I was still feeling I wouldn't say lost, but I was still having a really hard time moving through everything that had really transpired over the last several months. Like I had just walked away from my nursing career. I had just finally really thrown in the towel and with that decision came a snowball effect of, of really needing to to leave my home in California that, you know, a place I called home for years and changed my entire life. And so it was this huge catalyst, me making, you know, taking that step forward and meeting meeting you at that time. But it was hard for me to still even fully look myself in the eyes at the time because I just felt really, really unsure of myself. Like I felt again, not lost. I just felt really confused and I felt really uncertain about my future. And I was holding on to, you know, I think a lot of shame and guilt around leaving my career that I I had to spend some time definitely letting letting all that go over time. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit of your story. So that's how you and I met. And I'm so grateful that we met and we were in that space together. And I really didn't get to know you more until we went to um, Brotherwork Teacher Training Weekend in Austin. It was an opportunity for me to experience my graduation weekend and also being held in the space of us being mentors to mentees and having a sharing an Airbnb with you like that was the opportunity for us to really have a deeper connection and understanding more of your story and where you were in the nursing career and how you experienced like I said this dark night of the soul this dark transition within you and I know that there were a lot of unhealthy thoughts that you were experiencing so if you feel called if you feel aligned I would love to have you share your rawness and your vulnerability with um, my community and my tribe. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to go back to that eye gazing exercise one more time, because even as uncomfortable as I felt, I also felt so safe and held by you. And it felt like someone was really seeing me for me for the first time in a long time. And it really started to give me the courage to start looking at myself differently again there, too. So, yeah, I mean, my gosh, where do I even start? I, you know, I spent almost a decade working as a nurse at the bedside in under the umbrella of critical care to some ex- to whatever degree that was. So I've worked in a neurotrauma ICU before. I've worked in very intense, very high acuity. So very, very sick uh, level, um, different progressive care, step down units. 
And so my career was really just full of adrenaline rushes, full of of crises, full of emergencies, and it weighed really, really heavily on me. And I would probably say that if we go even further back, you know, I did not become a nurse because it was something I really wanted to become. I was not that person who as a little girl was like, I want to be a nurse and this is what I want to do. No, like my story is very different in the sense that I struggled with chronic health issues from a very young age and very much mysterious uh, symptomology. And you no know, one could ever officially tell me what was wrong with me. I went through this whole rigmarole with diagnoses um, and my life was greatly affected. My quality of life was greatly affected. I lived with a lot of chronic fatigue, a lot of other symptoms. It was very difficult for me to even get through school. And especially once I decided to go to nursing school and you know, I be- really became a nurse because I wanted to understand understand myself, my body better. And I wanted to be able to advocate for myself because I was really left in a place pretty often in the healthcare system in my experience where I was being, you know, my sanity was being questioned. Um, you know, my my story was being questioned um, or I was told like, oh, this is just how you are. This is how you're going to be. You know, you have to accept this as your life. And I just really felt like I'm so young. There's no reason for me to feel this way forever. And I, I just refused to accept these particular confines as, you know, my diagnosis as how my life is going to be. And so that really pushed me down the road of becoming a nurse. And I really dove in. Um, I, you know, I really dove in and you really have no choice when you decide to become a nurse. You have to dive in. Uh, you know, the schooling is very rigorous, very difficult. A lot of people don't even graduate from nursing school, but I made it through somehow. And then I started my career in neurocritical care. And again, just threw myself into it. There was a lot for me to learn, a lot for me to digest. And it was a whirlwind. It was it was nothing that I ever expected. I will I'll put it that way. It was very, very different than nursing school itself, different from anything I experienced in my clinical experience through nursing school. I was really thrown. It was baptism by fire, truly. I was really thrown into it. And at that point, I would say about a year into nursing, I realized like, whoa, this is actually going to greatly affect how I feel. And so I, you know, but I kept going. I, you know, I was in a ton of of debt from nursing school and I couldn't see a way out of it. So I just continued doing nursing. But then I ended up hopping jobs, trying to find something that fit better. And I initially didn't start in an ICU setting and then moved up to an ICU setting, which I realized was really not good for my my system and how I felt. And then I ended up doing some travel nursing, which is how I ended up in California originally, and just continued to go through the motions for years and years and continued to actually see and watch my health decline. And, you know, I tried all these different things and some things worked for a while, some things different, some things didn't, um, you know, and... I, I, there's so many different rabbit holes I could go down in terms of like what I could do for my health. Um, you know, I ended up getting diagnosed with lupus along the lines, uh, along the way there and just refused to accept that as a, you know, not as a, at least not as a permanent diagnosis. I, you know, I recognize like, yes, I had a lot of these autoimmune symptoms, but I didn't believe that they had to, you know, stay with me forever. I, at, at this point when this finally happened, when I got this diagnosis, you know, which, 
ended up being, it was a Lyme disease diagnosis and multiple other tick-borne diseases rolled into, you know, chronic fatigue, Epstein-Barr virus, and then into, into lupus eventually. And so just when I got to that point, I realized like something really has to change in my life. Like I am going down a path that is very destructive and is only going to lead to more issues down the line. And everything else I've been doing up to this point was just a band-aid, was just covering up symptoms, was not actually treating what was really going on with me, which the main culprit was stress. And not to say I didn't have other stressors in my life outside of my career, but the main source of my stress was my career. And, you know, that's not knocking, you know, that's not knocking other nurses who are doing this work every single day. You know, nurses are very much needed. Yeah, yeah. But for me and my, you know, my health journey up to that point, it just did not make sense to continue doing that anymore. And so it led me down a much deeper path, a darker path. Quite honestly, I felt really stuck between a rock and a hard place again because I was still in debt. I didn't necessarily want to leave California. You know, and I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, all I ever knew was being a nurse. I didn't know what my life was going to be without that and what I could do. And I had honestly tried to leave before and ended up going right back into it. It was actually more than once that I tried to leave, twice I tried to leave and ended up going right back into it. And so I felt like, how am I going to get out of this 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 time? You know, and I felt really, you know, pushed up against the wall. And then we had we had everything else that happened in the world and COVID hit. And so that just added this other element of stress, this other element of feeling trapped. And so it really took me into a dark night of the soul. I mean, that's the only way to really describe it is that I felt so cornered and so trapped that I no longer wanted to live. And it's still hard for me to talk about this because I can't believe I let myself get to that point. But I really think I had to get to that point in order to move forward. And, you know, not for nothing, I was very aware of why it was happening. And I was doing everything possible to mitigate that feeling. But I ultimately walked around like that for about a year and a half before I finally took the leap and decided to walk away from my career. And that was like one of the hardest, scariest things I've ever done because there was finality to it this time. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to try this and then I'll go back if I have to. It was, no, this is this is for real. This is forever. This is, you know, really something that I have to do to save my life. And really in between all this was where I discovered breath work. And in the midst of all of this, about, you know, two years prior I would say, I think it was probably two years, if not a little bit longer prior, I discovered breathwork and it really started to, to really bolster me and give me the courage to, to actually get to that point where I was willing to walk away. And it gave me just this opportunity to have all these breakthroughs, which we can get into. I'm sure, I'm sure I talk about this more, but it just gave me the opportunity to really dive into myself and pick up on so much that I had not picked up on before that then really drove me to making these, these huge changes that, you know, I'm happier than ever now. And, you know, I really think it's because of everything I've done up to this point. There's been so many things that have come up for me as you're explaining your story. And I just want to say thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that because it's going to resonate with so many people as you being on other podcasts has already resonated with so many people to give them, you know, some sort of clarity that just because you go down a path that potentially you think supposed to do and that's what society says how you're supposed to be and and all of that and that's how you identified as a nurse 
And with having those thoughts of the suicidal thoughts, but also having the thoughts of and and the knowledge of like, I have all this debt. And so you're creating all this shame and this guilt inside of you. And knowing if you did walk away, like, who were you? Like, who were you going to be after that? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I totally lost myself there for quite a while. I, I really did. I had no idea who I was anymore. And, and that was probably, you know, that was one of the big deciding factors for me, too, is that I was very aware that I was losing myself in it all. And I was also very aware that my my physical health and not just my mental and emotional health, my physical health was really suffering from, you know, making the decision day in and day out to stay. You know, only you can save yourself. And that's really what it came down to was I was, you know, continuously looking for all these external sources for all of these years to maybe, quote unquote, save me. Although I would consider myself definitely a little bit more empowered than maybe maybe some people at, you know, in that experience. But nonetheless, like I was still giving away a lot of my power and was not really acting in my best interest a lot of the time. And so, yeah, I was just I was really making myself suffer more than I had to. And I totally lost myself in it. Yeah. And and knowing like witnessing you and that and also knowing you that you are a caregiver like you genuinely care for people and you like it's innate within you and that you know that is I believe why you came to this earth it's just now a different modality and a different way that you get to care for people to hold people in the space of love and nurture and support and so like I am so freaking grateful that you chose you and that dark night that you chose you so that the world gets to see your light and that I get to have you in my life and selfish reasons. But for so many people's lives that you will and have already touched, like it's such a gift. Ooh, springing up a lot of emotions for me. Yeah, I, yeah, recognizing you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for yeah. seeing me. Yeah, it's still, it's still hard for me sometimes, honestly. I, oh gosh, now I'm going to get emotional. You know, like I said, I, it was the most difficult time of my life, at least so far in my life. I'm sure there'll be difficult times ahead too. You know, none of us are immune from that. I'm really grateful that I stuck it out. I'm really grateful that I kept pushing myself to seek something different, to seek a, a better feeling um, and held the vision for myself that it could be better, even when it felt like there was absolutely nothing that was going to make it better. You know, I was really drowning and I was I was taking people down with me too. You know, it was affecting my relationship. It was affecting my relationship. You know, my my romantic relationship was affecting my relationship with my friends and my family. And like I knew that I had so much more to give than to just, you know, give all my power away and not continue to see to see the light of day really. And I'll never forget the day that I went to work that I actually had a patient who was suicidal and this patient was assigned to me and I was watching them, you know, they were interacting with me and I was hearing what they were saying and they were very upset and I just walked out of the room and realized like, whoa, I can't be doing this. Like, I can't be doing this anymore because I can't, I can't fake it anymore. You know, I was so good at faking. And this is the thing is like, when you grew up with chronic illness, you get really used to acting like everything's okay. You get really used to just faking it because, you know, like, that's the way that you get through your day. That's the way you continue on living despite all these other things that you're feeling inside. And so, I was really good at faking it, but at the end of the day, it was not working anymore. And that was a huge wake up call for me. And I actually went home that day and said to my partner, Casey, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I definitely, 
I have to quit. And I don't know what that even means. I have no idea what the plan is going to be, but I am going to have to give my two weeks notice because I can no longer continue to care for people when I'm clearly not caring for myself properly. Mm. Again, thank you for choosing you and thank you for saying yes to you. And that's part of my story, too, is recognizing like when you're in that dark despair that you have the choice, that you have the ability to be able to choose you. And like the world, the universe gives us these lifelines and you had experienced breath work and that was like a lifeline to you. And also, like, I just want to bring in too, like, there's so much gratitude and you being sick that that was also a lifetime too, a lifeline also because with you having the chronic illness like it was an opportunity for you to keep exploring like why is this happening to me why is this happening to me and in reality like that is how i see it is like that is such an innate wise ability in your body as a wake-up call to say there's more you get to explore deeper if you choose to do that and by you choosing to do that, that is a gift in itself for your soul. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better, Victoria. Really, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, because I no longer believe that something is happening to you. I really think it's happening for you. And I believe that our body holds all this wisdom and we have the ability to heal if we just are willing to listen to what our bodies you know, and our souls have to say about what we're, how we're living our lives. And I was not living in alignment with with who I truly am and you know with my soul's calling I was continuously pushing the button and you know really shoving that away um in order to continue down the path I was on full well knowing that it wasn't working on some level but breathwork really woke me up to that is the thing and I I think sometimes we talk about breathwork being this you know yes this wonderful beautiful amazing catalyst but the other you know part of that too is that but the first time I did breath work, I was blown away. I felt completely differently. I felt amazing. I didn't even know I could feel as good as I felt when I did it. But it also stirred something inside of me. And it made me, it actually made me more uncomfortable initially. And I think this is something we don't talk about all the time is like, it woke me up to everything not working in my life. Mm-hmm. And made me really take a good hard look at it and realize what needed to change. And that part of it is not easy. But that is the part of it that's so worth it. And that's actually where the healing lies. Like you don't heal by staying comfortable. And even though I was suffering, there was still a very large element of comfort in that suffering, right? Because I was living the same way I'd always lived. I was struggling. I was, you know, bouncing around between doctors and doing my career and, you know, just going through the motions and having these cycles of of energy versus burnout. And really, it got to the point where it was just full on burnout. But, you know, that was still comfortable, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It was still comfortable to stay in that position. Whereas when breathwork really started to show me all this stuff is not working, hello, like wing up, then I got really uncomfortable. I got extra uncomfortable. But that was what then forced me to actually do something about it. And then I started putting together all these puzzle pieces that like, in all the years of me seeing this specialist and that, that specialist and like going down these different paths of potential healing, like none of this stuff clicked to me before until I was doing breath work and started to like realize, oh, this event in my life actually started this, you know, and then led to this. And then I started putting it all together and realizing like how I even got to that point. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, something I feel really called to bring in the space too, Rachel, is that um, the breathwork modality that we facilitate is known as a reset breath. And it's a three-part conscious connected breathing pattern. And it's a lot different than what a lot of people probably are familiar with. And it's really an opportunity, like you said, to go in and go to the uncomfortable. And I describe it as like peeling back the layers of the onion of you know, life has formed this cocoon around us and this normal of the shit storm that we're in, right? We're in this cocoon of this onion of the normal that is uncomfortable and really fucking hard. And yet when we explore breath work and we go down into that subconscious area of our brain that we get to peel back the layers of the onion and explore like what wasn't working and how did those puzzle pieces come together? And the importance though that I really want to bring in is being held in a space of love and support in a breathwork session that somebody really is able to see you and love you and hold you in your rawness, in your uncomfortable. And whether they guide you, whether they encourage you, but it's really understanding you as the individual and knowing that you are capable of going there and gifting you that awareness that you are capable of going there and that you'll be okay coming out the other side. Yeah, that was definitely a huge part of me getting to those points where I had those breakthroughs, where those puzzle pieces started to come together because I really hadn't experienced a very, you know, safe environment like that, I think, ever in my, you know, all of my journey through all of my health stuff. You know, I always felt like I was being judged or I wasn't being taken seriously. And when I started doing breath work and I started being guided, you know, in a way that I felt really safe, it let me go to those places. Absolutely. It let me go there really. And it made me also realize like how much I wasn't loving myself. Like no wonder why I kept magnetizing these relationships that weren't good for, good for me that, you know, that would leave me with like abandonment issues and things like this because I was truly like abandoning myself daily and not even recognizing it as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many and just a different different perspective. Our lives are so parallel as far as like how you're talking about abandoning yourself and not choosing you and not loving yourself, like me being in the abusive relationships that I was in, like still being in the pattern of the familiar of what you knew, even though it was really, really wrong. Mm-hmm. And like breathwork brought me back to the awareness of this is not right. This is not how I choose to live. This is not why my soul came here. And breathwork for me gave me being held in the space of being and like you holding space for me, um, but also like knowing that I'm okay to go there. And even though the journey down and in is painful and raw and uncomfortable, it's the growth on the other side that we get to heal and that we get to really shine our light and allow our soul to come forward and through. So like, thank you for bringing awareness to the the similarities. So whether you're a nurse, whether you're, you know, who I was a personal trainer and, and high level athlete, like there's similarities within our journey and with other people, like whatever your profession or career is or was like, you have the ability to choose you. You have the choice to, to choose you. And that was my thing as I was walking on the beach in Costa Rica, telling myself, I'm never going to abandon myself again. I'm never going to abandon 
brand and myself again. And, you know, now switching that narrative of I choose me, I choose me. And I know that's where you are now, too, is like you choose you, you choose you. And so giving a full fucking permission slip to other women that they get to choose them. You get to choose you. You get to show that ripple effect to your community, to your family, to your kids that you can choose you and you can heal and you can grow. Yeah. Sign that freaking permission slip now because we're all serving others in some way. It doesn't matter if you're a nurse, if you're a personal trainer. It doesn't matter if your quote unquote career is something that's serving people. We're all serving people every single day, right? We're serving our family. We're serving our friends. We're serving whoever is in our our circle at any given time. And you are going to serve people so much better by actually choosing you first. We live in a society that like frowns upon selfishness, that frowns upon choosing yourself, right? When ultimately that is actually how you're able to give more of yourself to others in the best of ways, right? Is by choosing yourself and being somewhat selfish. I don't like that term because I feel like we've made it be such this, have such this negative meaning behind it. But truly like choosing yourself is how you're able to give to others. And was I still able to give to others without choosing me? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I was being so virtuous and like I have all this empathy because of everything I've been through and I, you know, I'm needed and I'm good at what I do and I should just keep doing this basically at the sacrifice of myself when like that is not ultimately I feel like what we came here for. I feel like we are here to really choose ourselves first and foremost and then go out and give to others from that place of fullness, not from the place of emptiness. And that's where I was. My tank was empty and can't give from an empty tank, at least not forever. It's going to cut back to you in some way, shape or form. And it's also going to affect everyone else around you ultimately and not in a good way. Like we, you know, I try to get away now from like negative and positive, but really like when you're giving from an empty tank, like there's something missing from the element that you're giving, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're giving from a full tank, it's like, oh, your full presence is there. You're fully there. And so it's just, it's really felt. It's like this ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yes. Yeah, so much of that just sinks in and I hope it sinks in to the people that are listening to. And if you would take us now to where you are now, like I I know, but so you and you are you ended your career in nursing and yeah. Okay, so I ended my career in nursing, or at least my bedside nursing career. I actually did for a short period of time go back to nursing just in a telehealth position per diem part time. Um, that I actually completed that at the beginning of this month. So we're in June right now as we record this. The beginning of this month, I actually left that position. Um, it was a much more low key position of really giving from from that place in my career. Um, but now I'm fully committed to being walked away from it. You know, being away from it completely. But everything in my life has changed. So what I've really come to realize, especially through breathwork, is that the less complicated my life is, the simpler my life is, the happier I am. And so anytime I am dealing with, especially for me with my health issues, you know, my past health issues, anytime I'm dealing with chronic fatigue showing up again in my life or some other kind of, um, you know, symptom that I've experienced in the past that I know is related to my health issues, I ask myself, what do I get to let go of? Like what in my life gets to change in order for this to 
not essentially go away, but yeah, and and you know, in the simplest terms, for this to go away because when it usually means something's not working in my life, and that something needs to be simplified, and that I think is probably there's a lot of lessons breathwork has taught me, but I think the ultimate lesson is like simplify, let go, like mm-hmm. let everything else go that doesn't matter, and keep the things that do matter close to you and at the forefront of your mind when you're making decisions and choices. Yeah, yeah. It, and and it's a constant evolution, right? It's a const, constant or it's a continuous journey of evolving and witnessing. And, you know, you step back into the telehealth, but yet you also recognize too that like your nervous system was being amped up again and you started not feeling well again. And, you know, it's the body is so innately wise. It gives us these clues. It's it's just our human brain if we can open up and listen to it. And like you said, it's coming back to, okay, I'm going to breathe and show me the signs of of what what do I get to let go? Of? What do I get to surrender and release and and move forward and with such grace? And, and it's not always ease, right? But it's just with grace and compassion. And so you have a new motto. I want to just drop that in. And I so love it. Will you share it, please? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned get to, like, what do you get to let go of instead of what do I have to let go of? Because the truth of the matter is you don't have to let anything go, right? Like there's billions of people walking around who haven't let anything go. <laughs> but what you get to let go of is also what leads you to to this amazing place where you're so much more happy and so much more joyful. So yeah, my new motto is really about just truly returning to your true nature, who you really are at your core, your most authentic self, you know, your soul, like the things that you feel drawn to, the things that matter most to you and really building your life around that. So simplifying your life and only including those things that matter to you or, you know, to where you're trying to go, you know, your goals in life, your desires in life and, and breathing on that too. So breathing intentionally in this simple way, right? Because conscious connected breath work is truly this very simple way of breathing that's also so powerful. And so breathing intentionally upon those things that you desire in your life and asking the question over and over again of what is it that I can let go of or what is it that I can invite into my life maybe too um, in order to continue you know really cultivating this life that I love that I don't want to escape from because I mean that's where I think you were at one time as well and I was you know we share very similar we're not you know not the same stories but this, these similar paths of feeling trapped of feeling you know like almost stuck in this life that isn't ours and you get to take back your power through things like breath work and through simplifying your life and living very intentionally yeah so that you can feel more happy so that you can feel freer so that you can do the things you want to do in this life and not feel bogged down by everything else mm-hmm. yeah something that i know that we are deeply connected to too is you and i whether together or separately like exploring nature and really being in nature and listening to what nature has to tell us and that simply in simple terms is just bringing us to the present moment of where we are right here, right now and and observing that simple life that we don't need that outside noise. We don't need that outside distraction. We like that is just societal norms of saying, oh, here, try this or here, you know, experience this thing. But like for you and I, like last year we hiked that 14er and it was like one of those profound moments of being up there like, wow, we fucking did this. 
first and foremost. Like we weren't in the best like 14er um, hiking shape, but yet we did it. And for you, like it was experienced like with with your past illnesses is like, can I breathe in this pattern that is strong enough to get me to the top of the 14er, right? So for those of you that don't know, we were in Colorado. We hiked um, Mount Sherman, one of the 14 um, collegiate peaks here. And it was a desire of mine. I'm like, Rach, let's go do this. I want to do this. I don't want to do it by myself. And the limiting belief that you had was, well, I don't know that I can breathe enough to do that. And granted, like the oxygen supply was limited, but yet you stepped into the knowingness of, well, I do breath work. So I know my lungs are strong enough and we'll be there together. So I have support. And like you took some, um, you took some, you know, some, uh, I don't know what word I want to use. Um, you just took some precautions. And then yeah. for me, I'm like, with my athletic background, I'm like, oh, I don't need any training. I'm just going to do this. I have no problem. It's not going to be a hard thing. But then for me, it came to the the height thing. And that scared the fuck out of me. And together, like you and I were be out, you and I were able to come to this, this awareness that you could lean on me when you were having moments that you weren't sure of. And I could lean on you having moments that I wasn't sure of and really gifting to each other this beautiful harmony of hiking this 14er. And I went down this rabbit hole. And but what I'm experiencing is like, like, that is living simply. That is being out in nature. We didn't need any outside electronic vices or whatever. Like that was living simply. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. I I mean, one of the biggest factors for me in living simply is, re- is really getting back into nature, returning to nature. You know, I grew up in the middle of the woods and I spent every, you know, moment I could outside after school. And I really went back to that after I left California. And not to say I I mean, I hiked all the time in California. I got out into nature as much as possible, but it was missing a lot more from my life because I essentially lived in the city most of the time. And so it was any chance I got, I got out. And it always felt better when I got out in nature. I always felt better when I was moving my body out in nature. And truly, nature, we're a part of nature. We're not separate from nature. We tend to forget that we're a part of nature because we spend so much time indoors and we have this thing in our heads called our brain that, you know, (laughs) has all these other thoughts and ideas for us. But we're really a part of nature. And in its essence, yes, everything in nature is living in the present moment. Like the squirrel outside your window is not thinking about what it's going to be doing two years from now the way that us humans do. It's thinking about like, oh, I'm going to go get that nut right there, right now. (laughs) And, you know, once it does that, then it's thinking about, you know, it's seeing what's next. It's just living in the present, living in the moment. And that's what nature is doing all around us all the time. But we as humans have a such a hard time living in the present moment. But yeah, living simply is about living in the present moment, about coming back to to who you really are and coming back to the present moment and living from that place. And that's not to say that you never think about the past, you never think about the future, but you are as much as possible living in the present and considering your present circumstances and where you are in that moment with making your decisions for moving forward. And the past, you're not letting the past, you know, jumble everything up for you. You're not letting the past run your life anymore, right? It's let, letting go of the past. The past is the past. What's mm-hmm. done is done. Are there things we all wish we could have changed from our past, things we would have done differently? Yes, sure. 
But you also get to make the decision moving forward not to do that again or to change how you do it moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that's really it, right? There's all these lessons we have from our past, but we don't have to let our past be what's running the show, what's running right. life. And let go of that shaming and regret and the guilt from the past too. Like the stories, those limiting beliefs that we put in um, our perspective of, of that doesn't serve us. So living simply living simply as being in the present. And like, I can truly attest to living simply also living full time in a van and my home on wheels. And I have the essentials of what I need. And I recognize like to go out and to go shopping is like, we need what do I need? Do I need this? Or do I want this? You know, is this going to give me and you know, an hour from now, or two days from now, is this going to give me the same feeling as that current purchase of that, you know, adrenaline rush? But witnessing like now too, Rach, like you're in the mountains and you are living simply in this adorable little home with your partner and like you're experiencing the present moment and knowing that the past is still going to come up and it's going to, it does. I mean, there's just, there's just these stories that we've created and it's still that journey of repaving that path that you get to transition into who you are. So where do you see yourself going now that you say like live simply, breathe simply, like what, what's next for you? Oh, oh my goodness. I would say that living so much in the present, I often feel like I'm not really sure what's coming next, but I I do know that I want to impact people with this message that I believe that we all need to get back to the basics. I believe that we're living in a society that's so unhappy because we've overcomplicated everything in our lives and we've made it so much more difficult than we need to, that we need to actually take a good look inside ourselves, around ourselves, and realize what really matters most to us and let the other stuff go truly. And that can be anything from your limiting beliefs and your past to like the stuff that you have inside your home, right? Your belongings, which we talked about this. And I love how you brought up simple living with the van life. And I, yeah, I'm in a home, right? I'm not in a van, but I have also greatly reduced my my physical mm-hmm. possessions and really only hung on to the things that bring me joy, that give me joy. And, you know, just getting rid of all the clutter because a cluttered space also leads to a cluttered mind. And so I just really want to drive that message home that you get to live a happy, joyful life. You get to live a life that you love by simplifying things, by really looking into yourself and looking outside of yourself and making those two things, both your inside and your outside, mesh together, right? Because so many times, I think also what leads to people's unhappiness is that we how we really feel is not aligned with how we're living, which we've already talked about. This This is what most of what we've already spoken about is the way that I was living before was not in alignment with who I am whatsoever. And so, of course, I'm going to be unhappy. And so, you know, I think that that's a big part of the reason why so many people are walking around unhappy. So many people have depression, anxiety, you know, you name it, name, call it whatever you want. But I really think that it comes down to, in a lot of cases, overcomplication. And that's not to say that there aren't other factors involved here. But I think that when we look back at simpler times, truly, people were more connected to nature. People spent more time outside. People spent more time with their their family and friends and less time. You know, I love the internet. I love how we're connected over Zoom right now. And I love everything that you can do with technology. But there's also a point in time where it's not serving you too. And like recognizing that as well. The true human connection too. And there's been factors in the past several years that have limited that human connection. But um, yeah, and we are where we are now. And again, like there is 
gratitude and gifts and being connected in technology too, but it's creating and carving out the time to be with yourself so that you can fill your cup so that you can be of service to other people and not numb and suppress with uh, external vices and um, the things that, you know, society, the, 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 the things is I'm just going to leave it at that, the thing. So um, with that, I really want to, before before we move forward to um, asking you how people can work with you or really connecting more on a deeper level with you, I want to ask you a question. I ask all my guests this question. If you could go back to a younger self of Rachel, what age and why, what would you tell yourself? First thing that came up is usually the best. Yeah, I would say that I had a really impactful year when I was, I think it was seven. So um, just some stuff, some stuff at home, family stuff came up that really changed my my sense of safety. Mm-hmm. And so I think I would tell that version, that younger version of, of Rachel that you, know, you are safe, that you're safe, that it's okay to feel because that was, I think, probably the first time that I felt like I had to actually bottle up how I felt and who I was. Um, and to this day, I think I'm still working through um you know, to some degree, feeling comfortable and safe being seen and heard because of events that transpired during that time of my in my life. And so I would, yeah, just tell her like, you're safe, that it's, it's okay to be seen, it's okay to be heard, that, you know, you get to, it might be uncomfortable, but you also get to show the world who you are and still feel, you know, safety is not something that you gain outside of yourself. It's something that you gain inside yourself. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm sending your inner goddess, your little Rachel, so much love. And I see her and I witness her too. So thank you for all of this. Thank you for your wisdom and your friendship and your support in my journey also. And please tell everyone, like, how can they follow you? I know that you have so much stuff coming up and it's going to be coming to fruition as far as your live simply, breathe simply. So just share of, um, you know, how somebody could find you or just follow you in your journey. Well, first, I want to say thank you to you too. The feeling is very mutual. Everything that you shared, I feel exactly the same with you. And for those of you who feel called to learn more about me or to really just follow along on my journey or potentially breathe with me, you can follow me on Instagram at The Breath Nurse or visit my website, thebreathnurse.com. I am in transition right now to really bringing this this mission forward of really breathing simply and living simply to really return to your true nature. So be in the lookout for there's going to be some changes coming up, but I always offer public classes online. So if you feel called to breathe with me, just check those out via my website or on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that this episode will probably drop sometime in August. So potentially at that point, you'll have your new lookout, your new branding and well, yeah. it be out yours. Yeah, yeah. So again, I thank you and thank you for being a raw and a radiant in your light and gift to this world. So I love you so much. Thank you. Love you too. Yeah. Thank you, beautiful soul for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. 
Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us, reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their raw and radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me.